Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, November 3rd, 2023. Episode number 245 is coming at you. Thank you, Haley, for that introduction. Well, there wasn't much flat track racing going on last weekend. The only one I really have results for that really even heard about was the race over in BAPS over in Pennsylvania. It was a District 6 race. I got this information from Sammy Sabedra, who I had as a guest on last weekend. But Braden Fanders, the 15-year-old, he took the win in the 450 class. Cameron Smith was second on Ryan Varnes Racing 68 bike. And uh, Dylan Cunningham, third. His twin brother, Tyler Cunningham, was fourth. And then Logan McGrain was fifth. I don't know much about the Cunningham brothers, twins, uh, but I did hear that they mostly run the District 6 races. So they were third and fourth, and that's pretty respective. You know, up against some of the, the fast riders in the country, uh, Braden Fanders won't turn 16 until right after Daytona next year. So I don't know if he'll be able to be eligible or be up for the uh, championship next year in the singles class. And I don't know who he's going to be riding for yet, but he's going to be one of the amateur riders that's moving to pro next season. We'll have to keep an eye on. Braden Fanders, number 88A, was the winner at BAPS. In the Twins class, it was Cameron Smith with the win. Logan McGrain was second, and Mitch Harvitt was third. Shifting gears, the Royal Enfield Build Train Race Program is accepting applications for road race and for flat track for the 2024 season. They haven't announced exactly which races they'll be at, but they're accepting applications. Some of the riders that are coming back that I've heard from, Kenzie Luker's coming back and Morgan Monroe is coming back. Some of the riders that are not coming back who have graduated from the program include Aaron Ferris, Mia Reese, and I just also heard that Zaria Martins is not coming back. She's going to take her Royal Enfield and race that in the hooligan class. Last weekend, I was in Idaho Falls, Idaho. When I landed there on Thursday, it was snowing. And I was not ready for that. I'm from Oklahoma. You know, I was born in South Dakota, but I left there when I was eight. So basically, I don't like the cold weather that much. And when I landed there, it was snowing. It didn't stick around for very long. But uh, it was definitely colder than I've anywhere I've been so far this season. And uh, it's the first snow, which is good for an indoor racing series. It kind of forces people, if they want to do stuff inside, then they can go watch indoor racing. So it worked out all right. Smoking Joe Cop was there. I got to... Got a text message actually from him on Friday, right when I was uh, pulling into the arena. So I uh, went and talked to him for just a little bit on Friday. I had a little bit longer visit with him on Saturday afternoon during the pro practice and amateur practice before everything gets started. And I said, hey, man, how's Cody doing? And he said, you know, he's he's keeping his head up. You know, it's a, a big letdown to lose the factory ride. But he also has to know that it wasn't anything he did. He went out there and won two championships in a row. He's sitting second all-time as the uh, second winningest rider in AFT singles history. He wants to win the third consecutive championship to be the first one to win three. And he, he wants to beat Shana's record of you know 19 wins in the AFT singles class. So Cody's keeping his head up. But he rode over there. Uh, Joe rode over there with uh, a bunch of guys in a van, including the five-time champ Colton Haker and the SXS skid plate you know it's kind of like a skid plate where they uh put underneath the motorcycles sxs <laughs> it's a hard one to say i talked to those folks a little bit too but joe rode over there with those folks and uh had a good time he sat back and watched and I'm, i was like man these guys are crazy and he goes you know a few years back i actually did this and i'm like what he won the vet class i think the vet championship back in 2018 so you know, you learn something every day, and I had no idea that Joe even rode the Enduro Cross circuit. So, pretty cool, like I said, learning something new. 
Friday night. I'm just going to talk about the pro class on Friday night. Uh, Moto number one, Tristan Hart took the win. Johnny Walker was second. Ryder LeBlanc was third. Colton Haker was fourth. And Cody Webb was fifth. And what I like what they do in Endurocross is they invert the order for Moto number two. So how you finish number one, you line up in the opposite order for Moto number two. Colton Haker, I believe, got through the traffic a little bit quicker than anybody else. He took the lead, but then he fell off on lap number two, so he had to retake the lead again a little bit later on. Tristan Hart got up to second. Cody Webb is third. Johnny Walker, who fell off on lap number nine, still got a fourth-place finish. And fifth was Max Gersten, the cowboy from right near Peoria, Arizona. Mode number three, they line up according to how they finish mode number two. Tristan Hart takes the win. So this is the first weekend Johnny Walker did not win one single moto. And this, again, is round number three. So Tristan Hart wins the third moto. Cody Webb was second. Johnny Walker was third. Max Gersten was fourth. And Colton Haker had a really bad moto number three. Overall, it's now Tristan Hart taking the round number three win. And he's won round number three the last three years in a row. So I told him maybe he needs to switch his number to three. Johnny Walker was second overall. And Cody Webb was third overall. What I liked what they did, too, is they, uh, the track crew worked all night long. They changed everything but the start gate. So the start gate was the same. Go straight and turn right. On the first night, you went straight and made a 180. But this time on the second race, the Saturday night race, you went straight and turned right across a couple of logs, and then you turned left on the finish line. So they changed everything but the start straight and the starting gate. Night number two, which was Saturday night, I want to start off with the women's pro class because it was probably one of the most exciting races that I've called in a long, long time. There was a uh, obstacle just in front of the finish line, double jump right out of a corner. It had a log you had to go over. It had great big, you know, tractor tires or almost monster truck tires beside each other with a log in the middle of them. And then it had another set of tires and then it had another log going across. So it, if you looked at it from up above, it had a log four tires with a log in the center going the opposite direction and then another log going the other opposite direction. So you had like log, log, four tires with one log in the middle. So it's just confusing to, to describe, but the, uh, the amateur riders had one heck of a time and the women's pro class. I think that one little section caught every one of the women's pro riders there for a while. There was a traffic jam. The leader got hung up on the last lap. Second place got up there at the very end. And then she almost made the pass, but then she got stuck. And so Rachel Guttish got unstuck first, and she just grabbed a handful of throttle and jumped the finish line double jump anyway. Hallie Marks was second, and Melissa Harton was third. The Open Pro class, here we go, lining them up again. Tristan Hart wins moto number one. Looked like he would continue on from what he did the night before. Cody Webb was second, which was good because Cody has been struggling in the first moto every round so far so he gets up there gets a second place finish i thought maybe he'd have enough points to get the overall win max gerson the cowboy with his best moto of the season gets third colton haker was fourth and cooper abbott destry abbott's son was fifth moto number two colton haker would be the winner tristan hart was second cody webb third johnny walker fourth and will reardon from australia was fifth and then moto number three cody webb would end up with a second a third and then a win in moto number three but Tristan Hart, who had a first, a second, and a second in moto number three, would be second. And then Johnny Walker was third, Colton Haker was fourth, and Ryder LeBlanc was fifth. So again, adding up the points from moto one, moto two, and moto three, Tristan Hart with that first, second, and second is a total of five points. He got the overall win 
Webb had a second, a third, which is five, and a one, which is six points, so he got second overall. Colton Haker with a fourth, a first, and a fourth is nine points. He was third overall. Johnny Walker was fourth overall, and Max Gerson was fifth. Adding up the points through four rounds of the Endurocross circuit is the IRC Endurocross, and that's an AMA-sponsored event, or AMA-sanctioned event, I should say. Johnny Walker is the points leader with 103. Cody Webb set in second with 92 points. Tristan Hart is third with 92. They're tied for a second, actually. Colton Haker is fourth, and Ryder LeBlanc is fifth. Shift gears to some upcoming races. November 24th and 25th, I saw this on Instagram, actually. Flat Track Winter Olympics is going to be happening down at Traveler's Rest Speedway, and that is a half mile on both days. I know John uh, Johnny Lewis has tried to do some Flat Track Winter Olympics and some stuff during the Thanksgiving break, and it's just hard to get riders. I know when I was growing up, that was the big BMX Grand Nationals, and they were in Oklahoma City when I was racing, and I think they've moved up to Tulsa with the same uh, building where the Chili Bowl is. You know, if, if you are if you know what you're getting into when you start racing that particular series, that kind of discipline, then you know to plan for that Thanksgiving. Well, November 24th, 25th this year is the Flat Track Winter Olympics Traveler's Rest Speedway. Again, half mile on both days. Also just saw this week that the Grand National Hooligan Championship finale is going to be happening December the 7th through the 9th in Pensacola. And Roof Systems has put up $8,500 to the top five in the overall combined season finale. Points will be tallied at all three races to award the winners, and Robbie Bobby has also committed to a minimum of $2,500 purse each day at the Panhandle Clash. Additional sponsors include Roof Systems, Drag Specialties, Parts Limited, Pro Plates, Saddleman Seats, The Shop in Dayton, Sideways Shakes, and Some Ohio Guy, which is actually Clinton Blake, a photographer and videographer, but... That's just some of the sponsors that they've already got on board. I am hoping to be at this one. Uh, I've tried to work with Robbie Bobby and get on the list to come down there and announce this one, but December 7th, 8th, and 9th, Pensacola, Florida. Uh, the last few years, it's been four days of racing. This year, it sounds like they've shortened it to three days, and it's been on a couple different racetracks each year. There's an indoor track. There's the Pensacola track where Dalton and you know Morgan Mishler and a few of the other guys go down and ride during the winter. So it sounds like a really cool event. I would love to go down there and be a part of it. December 7th through 9th in Pensacola. Coming up this weekend is the season finale at the Lodi Cycle Bowl. And I saw on Instagram that they have put up a post and they're asking for information. If any riders want to be a part of an amateur West Coast event in May of 2024, you can actually put in your two cents right now. They're wanting your idea on which weekend or which part of the week would be best for you. So Get a hold of those folks, and you can vote if you want to be a part of that. I also saw this week that RPM is still adding to their schedule for 2024. They're up to 18 rounds so far, and it's still growing. I'm not sure if they're going to settle for 18. I think that's a good number, but, uh, you know, if you can put up another race and there's another track that you can have people, go for it. And the last thing I want to talk about is a couple of weeks ago, Episode number 243, I put up a picture, or my daughter helped me put the picture together for the uh, little thumbnail picture for the podcast, and it was episode 243, and it was my old 43 Scotty Dubler shirts. I asked for feedback. You guys were messaging me, sent me text messages, and uh, talked to people on the phone, and sent me messages on Instagram and on Facebook, and 
I think I'm going to keep working on them. So the remake is actually the cover photo for this podcast, and that's the one that Carter redid for me. It's very similar. Uh, I took off the G off the number plate. I want to be just the 43, not the 43G. Colors are going to be the same, bright pink, bright blue, and black. But with the number of people that have reached out, I think I'm going to keep working on the shirts and uh, hopefully bring them back soon. This weekend, there's no racing for me, so my girlfriend Michelle and I are heading down to uh, Melbourne, Florida to see Ricky Rackman's show, One Foot in the Gutter. And I haven't seen Ricky for a couple couple years. He used to work with me at American Flat Track, and I really took a liking to him, and I think he likes me. He actually invited me to his wedding to his wife, Leah. And so I'm going to go check that out this weekend. I will let you guys know how that is. No other races that I know of that are going on this weekend, so there's not a lot to talk about. So I'm going to wrap it up. I just want to say thanks to Jim and Pat. I want to say thank you to Pro Plates, and a special thanks to all my patrons. Your support means the world to me. Thanks to all my listeners. Smash that like button. Tell your friends. Share the podcast. And we'll talk to you next week right here on Off the Groove.